let's uh let's jump into this with the big uh kind of open-ended question that I, i'm okay. always curious about what do you now that well, i don't want to i don't even want to preface it how do you look at like you're coming into the year do you do like quote unquote traditional base training how do you look at early season races how do you kind of craft together the year from a thirty thousand foot overview because i think the reason i like to ask this is it just seems as we're saying, there's less road racing for a lot of amateurs that are going to listen to this. They've got like gravel they want to go do now. And then mm-hmm. there's Fondo and then there's a road race. And it's like, it's kind of like all over the place. Um, yeah. What do you do to sort of stay focused and like make a plan? Um, So I race a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm like lucky enough to be on like teams where I get to race a lot. So whenever the season's over, I like to take like a good break. Mm. And that's like start and like usually like two to three weeks, like completely off the bike, off the road bike. Like maybe some like mountain biking, like other activities that are like fun, but just do stuff I don't normally do. Mm. And then, you know, you get to that second week and like you're like ready to get back in the routine. And so it kind of like builds the fire to get back and like focused on like training again. Mm. And then like just like starting out, just like, you know, like low key, just like endurance rides, a lot of like build up into like cadence work, like especially like big gear stuff. And then just like slowly, slowly. And then by like December, first of December really like start like picking up the hours and start doing those like 20 hour weeks and like you know group rides and like group rides are fine then I feel like just for me and just motivate people to ride with in the weather if it can be bad and just like mm-hmm. I, I see like even through December like still like have fun with it like you know like in the U.S. like stopping at a gas station like on a nice like five hour ride and like maybe getting like two or three things and like having a coffee and just like enjoying in the ride and like you know it's like not the most steady endurance necessarily but it's like you know you're just out there like chopping it up with like some good people on bikes and just like getting those hours in and then like january rolls around like start doing like some more like intense stuff depending on like when the races start but yeah i mean for me like always take like a good break and like reset mentally and physically but then just like build up those hours i feel like yeah. What type of, uh, you said big gear work. Do you have specific stuff that you like to do? And do you do that all year round or do you do it just in the winter? Uh, usually just in the winter, but like some like low cadence tempo stuff or like even like some like alternating like over unders, like low cadence, high cadence. Mm. But like, it's like, look at it as like strength work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not a guy to hit the gym. Like mm-hmm. I don't lift. Mm-hmm. but um i do like in the winter do a lot of like core body weight stuff i can do at home like mm-hmm. i have kettlebells and like stuff like that and just like mobility you know like i have like a routine that i go through of like lunges like all that stuff and do that like three or four times a week and i know a lot of guys like to hit the gym i've never honestly done that but i found like you know what i do works for me and just like you, you're pretty gassed after it like you can for sure feel it but I feel like I can like get a good workout at home and just like follow the plan of like all those body weight core lunges stuff like that and just like do that through the winter as well what did it hit me with a quick routine what's your like go-to if you had are you doing like five or six exercises with the kettlebell or what's like yep. your, what feels good um well I, I like love hitting core and then like bands and stuff like I at one point, like had like I think it's the glute doper, um, mm-hmm. that guy on um, Instagram. Yeah, like, I bought one of his plans, and like I just like follow those. And then also, I think it's like Romanian. Is it RDLs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those with the good. kettlebells. Mm-hmm. I like those. You can like feel those like really feel good. So I like doing those, and then just like a lot of core and like 
just staying loose and stuff like that. But usually my coach sends me like a like PDF format. I just like follow that. It's like and also like mix in some stuff. There's also cool. a lot of stuff on YouTube if like you want to do like a 40 minute follow along. Like I've done a couple of those. If like you need some more motivation to get after it. Totally. Who's your coach these days? Um, so I switched uh, this off season. I'm now with like Gavin Mannion. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy Super him a lot. Super experienced guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's younger, which I really like because um, like he was racing like up till last year. Yeah. And so like I like having this like personal connection with him where we can like share like the bond of over some of these races, and I can just be honest with him sometimes and be like, hey man, like. I really like kicked my butt. Like I know you've been there and like the last thing I want to do for these two days after these races, is like get on my bike. And mm-hmm. like, I just need to like reset and just like, you know, he's done like a lot of these same races that I'm doing. And like, so he can like share that experience he has. And like we call, I'd say like usually every week and just like can talk about it. And then like, I feel like I'm really close to him and I value that. And like, I'm really happy with how he's in his job and everything. And like, just like being honest with them because I know he's been there and like the like quotation, like trenches whenever you're like getting your butt kicked sometimes. And it's just like, I know he's been there and it's like, I can tell him that. And like, he understands. So I, I really, really value him and that uh, connection I have with him. That's awesome. It sounds like beyond just a quote unquote coach giving you workouts, he has that mentor capability. Of, yes. You know, you can, he can relate to what you're going through. That has to be so valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you're on the bike and you're doing workouts, do you guys like to use power, heart rate, RPE, or if a mixture of them, when do you kind of go one way or the other? Um, yeah, power and heart rate for sure. Um, like, especially like during those like winter times, like not always just power, just kind of like on those endurance shades, just like mm-hmm. looking at heart rate and it's like not as important. I don't want to be like the guy always like it's November and just like trying to smash like 240 and just like, just riding along based on like how you feel and like the heart rate but then like this time of the year like for sure look at power a lot and like all my workouts are done by power but like also like like today I did like a workout and like it's hot here in Tennessee too so like so hot like I I left at like 7 30 and I was still like suffering and so like but also like with that connection I have with them I can just like tell them like hey man I like dropped the workout down like 10 watts like I was just suffering too much in the heat and like power you can like look at that and I know I can like set my goal like 10 watts lower whenever I start to like suffer and just be like I want to get through the volume and time but it's just like the heat index is like 110 like mm-hmm. I'm going to really it's suffering to like finish this workout and I'd rather like get the workout done and get the time in than like only make it through two sets you know mm-hmm. so I think you make a really good point in a couple of your comments though about that early season training when you're like, I don't want to be that guy like harping at the exact number. And mm-hmm. it's actually a conversation we've had uh, with some friends of just helping newer athletes understand mm-hmm. that there's a difference in your seriousness of training sometimes in November and December yeah. versus March and April before the races come. Yeah, yeah. Some people, when they get into it, they're so dead serious early on mm. that by the time they need to be really serious, they're kind of mm. like, man, I'm pretty tired from training for the past yep. half months. And it's, yeah. we only have so much, you know, mental fortitude to like, mm-hmm. truly stick it. Um, do you think that's kind of a fair way of saying it? Like it gives your brain just like a little, little more focus yep. when you need it, as opposed to in the winter when it's not as important. For sure. Like, like 
if like let's say like in november and it's like 50 and raining like and there's a group ride going out of like some guys I like to ride with or i could like know like man i'm supposed to ride 240 today and like if i went on that group ride it'd probably be 220 and mm-hmm. it's like or i can go out and do four hours solo and like you know do my power that i'm supposed to do but then it's also like i'm like three months away from races and it's also like i'll burn out if i just ride solo like every single day and like I'm out there just like kicking myself in the rain, like, mm-hmm. you know, and like also like those connections I like value of like, I don't know, just being able to like chit chat with your homies for like four hours. Like I get the mental stimulation out of that. And it's just like a lot more fun. Like yeah, riding bikes with your friends is fun. So it's yeah. like, even like this year, like, or like even during this time, like still like gone and like ride with your homies, like for sure everybody's more dialed during this time. And like, but even if it's just for a little bit or it's just like after the ride, just like hanging out. But like for sure in like November and December, like I'm a little more lax with like the power and stuff. And as long as you're still getting in the hours, I feel like during that time, it's like uh, I'd much rather go ride with people. Mm. I love the like ride an hour to the ride, ride with yep. people for a couple hours and then mm-hmm. ride home solo. You kind of just get that mix of everything in the day yep. is it goes by so yeah. quickly. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 for sure. Do you, you mentioned starting up in December, maybe like the 20 hour weeks, is there a number in the back of your head for volume as you roll through the season that kind of guides you during the week? And obviously that would change if you're racing or maybe if you're doing more intensity or like, how does, how does volume play into the trainer? Maybe it's just totally whatever Gavin says is kind of what you're rolling with. Um, I would say like what Gavin says is like, I'm rolling with and, but like in the back of my head, I know if I do like three, three, four weeks at that, like. 22 25 hours like i'll be like going well Mm -hmm. but like like if you were to go look at like my strava like right now it's probably like up down up down it's so spiky and just like during like this like when i was racing like almost every week in like april and may it would be like you know you do a five-day stage race the next week i'm only doing like 10 hours Mm -hmm. because and then because i'm on this racing recovering racing recovering like for two months Mm -hmm. and then like now like i'm like back home so like i did pro nationals like two weeks ago and then like last week i did 20 hours and this week's gonna be like 25 and it's like i'm back on like a build and Mm -hmm. so like now i know like looking at this time is like a good build for like the second half of the season and it's like i think like i know i'm going well i mean you know when you're going well but like i feel like also like the confidence you know like i just put like three four training weeks together like i was really focused on like all the other extracurriculars along with the training that you're not always like looking at when you're so like boxed from the racing, like, you know, getting your diet like super well and like getting lean. And then like also like making sure you're doing your stretching and your core work. And like now that I'm having this like time at home and like, and I don't race for three weeks, like I'm really focusing in on that and like hitting all the things outside of just the hours on the bike. All the little things. There's so many little things. When you say, like, you know, that you're riding well, aside from obviously like a good race performance, is there any particular workout or what do you feel that keys you in of like, okay, I'm riding pretty good right now? Mm, That's a good question. I would say like, if I'm like recovering fast, like -hmm. during the workouts, like I'm able to like recover and I almost get to the end and I'm like, I feel like I could do like another set Mm -hmm. or it's like, or I'm also like, that's a, that's a really good question. Or just like, you know, like, just like, I mean, just really like killing the workouts, I guess. And like feeling like really good, like in the mornings, like recovering, super focused and like, just like doing good on the workouts, like 
you know, like I always like training peaks is like so useful and like, I'm kind of OCD about it, but like green every day, like I always want to do green for like the program. And like, you know, you just like string together like a whole month of greens and it's like, I'm going well. And like, you get that confidence and then like you do a workout or whatever, or like another thing, like I remember a couple of times this year, it's like, um, doing like an opener, like before the race, like the day before the race. And it's like, it'd be like 90 seconds, like pretty much full gas, like build to full gas. And it's like, you do that 90 seconds or two minutes or whatever. And like, you like lap it and you're like, Oof, like, man, that was like a good one. And that like gives you that confidence. And it's like, all right, like time to like go rip now. Like everything's yeah. coming together. So like, I feel like something like that, or like, just like recovering well, like during the training and like really like focusing on everything. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. What's so you're talking about these five day stage races. Do you prefer stage race or one day race? And what kind of makes you gravitate towards either one? Or maybe it's a tie. I don't know. I mean, I definitely, I like racing. So I like doing them both, but definitely one days. Mm. It's just like, I don't, it's one day. Like everybody's going to go all in the stage race. You have the dynamic of like all the different jerseys and everything. And it's like, oh, like let's let a break go. And like, the gc teams will ride it back but like one day it's just like full-on aggressive all day and mm -hmm. it's just like i mean there's only one winner and it's so it's just like plays to a lot more aggressive like dynamic of racing and i really enjoy that when you first started getting to do these big stage races was there something that helped you sort of key into all the other races going on um i haven't had the chance to do that many of them but i know even like Tour of Southland was probably New Zealand, one of the bigger ones that I did. And there's just so many other things going on mm -hmm. in each stage that drives other people's motivation. And is that, yeah. did you find that as something that like maybe the team director is helping out with this or like more experienced riders? Was that like something mm -hmm. you had to like get a little bit used to? Cause I don't, until you do it, it's kind of like, oh man, mm -hmm. they're, that's why those guys are doing that. Oh shoot. They have that. Yeah. There's just a lot going on. Um, mm -hmm. it, did that take any adjustment for you? Oh, for, definitely. There's definitely an adjustment. And like one thing, like trying to, like, I always think about it. And it's like the mental fatigue is one thing, but like always focusing during the race, like never like just turning off. I feel like sometimes you can turn off, but I feel like everybody's good. And it's like the second you're on the back foot, you're like out of the race. So like always trying to stay focused, like always trying to be a good position and like because then you're just like seeing what's going on like it's easy it's so much easier said than done but if you're at the front you don't know what's happening mm -hmm. and like you're able to key in on that stuff but like i said easier said than done always and like some days you have bad days but it's like i feel like if you're just at the front you're in the race and like you can tell what's going on mm -hmm. and like you can see like man like one this team is like really keying on the break today or like i don't know why this team is like chasing everything down and it's like you know, just like being prepared before the race, but then also just like if you're at the front, you don't know what's going on. It's just like trying to always stay in good position. I love it. What yeah. do you, uh, you got a super experienced coach. I know you've ridden with some other very experienced guys. What are some of the things that you've learned about cycling or racing that's made you better at cycling or racing? Mm, some things I've learned. Um, I mean, definitely like, some things i've learned i would say like when everybody's good you can't just go 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 like you got to be like you can't just like shoot all these bullets like try and focus on one bullet and like another thing i learned like racing in tennessee and this was like important that i really learned it would be like 
when I was like a cat three and like a junior and I do these races, it would just be like attack, attack, attack. And it, because that's just like how the racing is, it'd just be like full gas and it'd just be attacks like all the time. And no one's really organized, but like if you attack and attack, attack, and like I would get in these moments where then I'd just be gassed. And it's like, you got to wait for those hard moments to like, really like, especially like when I was like doing these local races and like racing around the Southeast, like you got to like, when it's hard and everybody's on the limit, that's when you got to go. Cause that's like when that separation is going to like happen. Like you can't hit it like, like in the beginning of the race because everybody's fresh. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is like just being able to be like good enough to be there when the moment is, and then be able to follow or attack because that's when the selection's going to be made. Everybody can make the selection if it's 30 minutes in. And that was like a hard thing for me to learn, especially like growing up racing here. It's like, you know, if you're good, like you want to attack and be aggressive, but it's also like everybody's still fresh at the beginning of the race. So it's like, gotta like, when it's hard, you just got to take advantage. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I think also too, it's sometimes it's easy to not realize like when you're saying you got to attack when it's hard, when you're hurting, everyone else is hurting. You got to attack. I think sometimes athletes are thinking I'm hurting. My attack's going to be wimpy, but it's really like, your attack minus 50 Watts at that point in time could yeah. be really strong. And like, mm-hmm. you just got to through racing and kind of yeah. having those litmus tests, you learn, okay, when can you put in that little bit extra and get away? And like you're saying, maybe it's too early. Maybe it's not the right time. Just practicing the racing is just so yeah. key. you want to get good at it. Well, it's like, you look on like, I always like one of the hardest parts of the climb is the top. Like you hit that crest and like it levels off for a second. And it's just like, even those like accelerations, like it can, the climb can be strung out and you come to the top and you'll see like, I mean, I've been there too. Like they keep, let's say you're riding 400 Watts up the climb and just over that top where it's flat. If the front keeps 400 Watts, because in your head, you're like, I'm at the top, mm-hmm. like this is over. But then like they stays on the gas right there. Like it's so easy to lose the wheel. And it's like, like you always see this in like races, like people attacking over the top because everybody's like looking around. It's like, it's the top of the climb. Mm-hmm. And like, we've all been there where it's just like, they hit at the top of the climb and you're already on your limit. And it, like you said, it, it would, could be like a weaker attack by numbers, but everybody's gassed and they mm-hmm. reach the top of the climb. It's like, and then that could be where the move goes. Totally. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What do you, what do you think is your best attribute in cycling and how do you use that to your advantage? um i'd say like time trials and like breakaways for sure yeah i mean i feel like i can't really i don't know i get asked that and i'm just like i hate like kind of copping out and like saying an all-rounder like being honest like i just can't climb with the top guys like over like 15 20 minutes like i'm just like i'm 75 kilos like it's not good enough yet but like i also can't really like sprint with the top guys either so it's like I can like love to roll a breakaway and like I'm pretty decent at time trials. So like, I feel like this is kind of like a, not like a cop out of an answer, but I don't know. I like doing it at all and just like mixing it up and just like, like in those one days where it's so aggressive and it's just always like when it starts going, it's going, going, going. And just like, I feel like you can make the race from so many different like perspectives there. I don't think it's a cop out. I think it's being in tune with the type of rider that you are. I mean, like you said, it's going to be a, it's going to be very hard to last over 20 minutes with pure climbers, but yeah. you know, something a little shorter. And then you get it over the top with some yeah. guys who can sprint. Yeah. And you might be better than them at sprinting. So like, yeah, exactly. I think all rounders yeah. is, a, is a good place to be for a lot of races. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. um, I think it's getting more underrated as, you know, cycling gets so specialized, but yeah, you know, 
just got to work with what you got and you're yeah, yeah. Doing a great job yeah. with it so far. So don't stop. Yeah. It's like, with that said, so oh, go ahead. it's like, I don't know. It's like that quote. It's like, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Like you would oh. never think like you just like come over the top of the climb and like, everybody's like looking around and you just decide to roll off the front. And it's like, that could be like, that could be it. Like that's yeah. right there. Yeah. Cool. What yeah. on the other side, what's something that you really want to try to improve on this season? Um, I really like really wanted to work on like at the beginning of the season, like always being better at positioning mm. and like just staying focused and like being confident at the front. And like, I feel like as said, like a team, we've gotten like so much better at that and like being comfortable with each other and like being like, oh yeah, like we can be on the front. Like we're one of those teams. And so like, I mean, you can feel like you can always improve on that because like for sure, everybody can always improve on that. And I definitely need to work on it more, but like just being represented at the front. So like I'm, I like how like I've improved in that this year, but for sure like more to come on that. But like yeah, just like positioning and always being like attentive in the race. So I think that's a big thing. Like you can miss out on so much if you're not there. So yeah. I think you said something really important. We all can continue to improve on this. Go go. Can you go deeper on that? What have you guys done? And maybe even as a team, you mentioned to be better positioned because it's easier to say to somebody. You know, there's always in the crit, move up. It's like, dude, I'm trying. Yeah, but yeah. What What are you guys thinking about? Or what is the mindset shift that you're like, you know, it? and maybe it's something that's more not physical, but it's like, hey, we belong here. We need to be at the front of this race. We're not intimidated by anyone. Or is it more physically moving up with certain techniques? Or because this is a huge aspect that i don't think it's talked about enough that we all struggle with it's like dude i just couldn't move up and so mm -hmm. how are you guys trying to solve that puzzle um i wouldn't say it's like as much physical but it's mm -hmm. more of like the mental and i feel like if you're like like let's say like i'm just like in a race and like if i'm trying to ride at the front solo that's gonna be so much harder mm -hmm. like it's almost like impossible but like Why? just try uh just because like the team dynamic and like you don't get respect as one guy Okay. So like one thing like we really worked on like the last race I did with action and like uh these Italian one days we did like two of them that's something like we really really focused on and like just like staying together and like making it known like oh we're gonna like ride right here like we can sit second team we can sit first team we can sit third team like whatever it is and just like we're together because like if some guy comes in he like tries to like ride with us it's like nah man like get out of here like there's mm -hmm. five of us here and it's just like trying to stay together and like always represented at the front in like whatever situation it is and like it ended up like working really well at this time one day so it's like a good like positive race for all of us and so it's just like I'd say just like staying represented and then like also like like you like what you said about the crits like move up it's like you can't move up too late like like you just have to like focus on being there and like not nuts in all like races like you can't wait like for instance in a crit like two laps to go like it's already strung out even if you get to the front you're gonna be gassed so mm -hmm. it's just like being prepared and like i don't know just having confidence in yourself like even when you're like 185 beats per minute and it's like hard it's like you're like oh like i know i need to be at the front but like i'm in the wheel right here like all i could take is just like touching your brakes a little later like doing like 10 pedal strokes on like a straightaway. And then you like, you're just right there at the front, like for sure, just being confident in yourself is like the main thing. So, so. confidence and power in numbers with the squad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah.
So you mentioned a lot of little things that you're trying to do now that you've got the time, you're focused. Like, Mm -hmm. are there, is there anything that jumps out in your daily routine that you kind of do every day or something that you feel like really has a big return to your success in the sport? Um, I'd say I definitely like following the training dial, but then also sleep. Mm. Like, uh, like value my sleep. How much like, sleep are you getting? What's the routine? Give us a little sleep tip. I, um, I don't have a, I don't, I don't track it. Okay. Uh, like I don't use like a whoop or any of those things, but like, I mean, just like going to bed like early and just like, like, I don't know, just like getting at least like, if I'm like really, really training, like trying to get at least nine hours, mm. like for sure. And then just like, I don't know, you don't ever want to wake up tired in the morning. And then, like, I sleep mask, like, at races, I do, like, a sleep mask just to, like, focus on the race. Or, like, sometimes, like, if I'm, like, don't have a sleep mask, like, let's say I'm, like, home or something, I'm, like, I don't, I don't like taking sleeping medication because I feel like that can sometimes, like, mess me up in the morning. Like, I'm too groggy, like, melatonin or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, or just, like, it's, like, sometimes I'll just, like, use a beanie and, like, pull it over my eyes. Mm. And it's just, like, I, don't, I just, like, trying to value that sleep because I feel yeah. like that is very important for me. Uh, have you ever been around somebody that uses like a white noise machine or a noise? Yes. Machine? Yeah. I, I went on a first time, uh, my buddy Landry went and he's like, Hey, if we're splitting this hotel, do you care if I use this noise machine? I'm like, no, what is he? He's like, it's just like this. I was like, yeah, whatever. He put that thing. I mean, I fall asleep pretty darn easily, but he put that on and it was actually really nice. Cause you didn't hear what the other person, like if they breathe, they're like, mm-hmm. they're falling asleep. And, so yeah, I'm always like when people yeah. are trying to go race and race with yeah. teammates, like, ah, it might be useful. It's this little tiny thing. I was like, huh, kind of mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I'll know people who play it off their phone, like on Spotify, ah. it'd be like a nine hour, like loop or whatever. And it's just <laughs> that like staticky noise. Yeah. But, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. What's huge, wide open general question doesn't have to be cycling specific. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Hmm piece of advice i've ever received huh that's a tough one trying to think of like a good quote that would like back it up um huh that is tough i would say like doesn't even doesn't have to be the best one then maybe just any piece of advice like what are you thinking right now something had to have resonated yeah i would say like like never give up like that's that's like easy but like no i don't know you 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 uh you lose when you quit i guess yeah or something like that just like keep going like i mean like cycling instances you could be two minutes off the back but like the second you stop riding then for sure you're not coming back Mm -hmm. like you can always come back you don't know what's going on like in the next like hour Mm -hmm. or just like never give up and just like i don't know like if you take the shortcuts and stuff then you won't be successful so like just try and hit it to 100 percent as you can i love that yeah yeah i'd say like never give up i guess you quit when you lose or something like that yes awesome that's in all aspects of life for sure 100 percent. that's why i love it it's like very it's basic but something that people can take with them and remember that it's like just Mm -hmm. keep going don't don't quit don't stop it's not the point of this Mm -hmm. so we've talked about all the things that that make you feel like you're riding well that you're keyed in for a race what do you kind of do when you're hitting a little bit of a funk how do you hit the reset button um i would say like just take a day off the bike completely like mental reset like sometimes like like i said when i come home from races like i guess like two days off mm-hmm. and just to like just reset or like i know it's like like when i'm in like Girona and that's like where i live like during the season like 
you're kind of on that Spanish time and it's like, oh, like, you know, you wake up like nine, eight at the earliest and like you don't ride till 10 or 11 usually. But like sometimes if I like I'm hitting a funk, I feel like the best way to start your day is like really routine. So like, you know, set that alarm, like wake up early, like have a nice breakfast and like start your ride early. Like don't wait around. And like, mm -hmm. just like, I feel like, you know, like riding is like what I do. And that's like the most important part of my day. Usually that's like what I fill my day with. So mm -hmm. like, you know, like, you know, set a time, be like, oh, 10 a.m. I will be out the door. And then mm -hmm. on my training, it's just like, if you want to get out of that funk, I feel like starting your day off on the right foot and like not like thinking about it. And it's because like, let's say you had a, a bad day the day before and you got like another tough set of efforts the next day. It's like for sure, like the night before, you don't be like, man, I was suffering today and like I got to do it again tomorrow. It's like, just like wake up, start your day like good and like just like trying to get out the door and just like not stress about it in the morning. I like, that. like I, I would say something that to get out of the funk or it's just like or like if you're in a funk or you're like just like a little sick or you're just like mentally fatigued after a race like I stay off yeah just like I especially if it's the Monday after a race like you know you traveled back home that night or you travel back home Monday like just take the day off and just do other things I like that first part it's like carpe diem seize the day don't wait around like just go get it and that mm, might yeah. flip things around for you yeah you uh, you mentioned something that I'm curious about when you're saying like, hey, I did some hard efforts and then I'm doing them the next day. How often do you guys do back to back hard days or does Gavin Moore see things as like he wants you fresh for most of the workouts? So you might do like hard, easy, hard, off, hard or like, is there any rhyme or reason to that or is it very different throughout the year? I would say it's like pretty different all the time, but I would say like I do like three day blocks during the mm -hmm. week something like that and so like you know whether it be like like um like I just did like a three-day block and I have a recovery day tomorrow so like Saturday I did like some pretty hard efforts and then yesterday I did like a five-hour endurance ride and then today was like um it's he calls it like intensive endurance mm. and so it was like a little bit of a warm-up and then I did like three hours at like a low tempo and mm. like also I would describe it as just like uncomfortable Mm -hmm. like um you wouldn't want to like talk the whole time mm. and it's like also like on that ride I like focus on the nutrition and like try and get all my carbs in on mm. that ride just as like also like training the gut partly and like you know trying to do my like 90 grams of carbs an hour so like I would say like I do that three-day block and then tomorrow I have a recovery day and it's just like efforts endurance ride long endurance ride and then today like a pretty it could be efforts or it could be like something like today just like turning it over so. Someone's going to ask me this. So I'm going to ask you, uh, is that like an 80% FTP type ride today for three hours or throw a number out there? Even if it changes um, people, will ask. Hold on. let's see, I would say, I would say it'd be less than 80%. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say like, what's the, I, I see, I'm so bad at this. I just like focus, uh, do what Gavin tells me. Yeah, no, it's but, good. Um, I would like, what's tempo is that 80%? Uh, it depends on who on who you ask, but yeah, it can be like 76 to 90. So okay. like I kind of go in the middle, like 80 is like a lowish tempo. Okay, I'd like say sustainable for three hours. Yeah. But like you said, it's like uncomfortable. You're like, oh, like yeah. I'm I'm putting in effort today for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I would say it's definitely on the lower side of tempo, like for cool. sure, lower side, but it's just like you know, it's it like you know, in the last hour, it's like like I'm getting a little little boxed here, but it's just like you never really like spiking or anything. You're kind of just like just tapping it out the whole day. 
So um, sorry, now I'm really curious about this ride. Is it? It's pretty hilly there, though. So do you just coast, just pedal when you can, and do you just focus on the average of that power for the whole ride, or is it just when you're putting out watts? Like focus on this number he gives you. Uh, I like I like look at the average, but like today, like I chose like a more like flatter loop. Okay. And just like you know, like limit the turns and stuff, cool. and just like ride when I can, and then just yeah. like just like the average at the end so it's so funny because my training has like changed from tennessee some uh -huh. by my last coach and other just by terrain it's so freaking yeah. heavy. there's just like the downhills are really steep and i was oh, thinking yeah. somebody asked me to go do a one hour like max i i hate having an excuse but i don't think i could find a place here that would be mm -hmm. even remotely close to like flat enough to do that or even yeah. i think like 40 minutes would be pretty tough, but it's interesting yeah. how terrain can change what you're able yeah. to do. And mm -hmm. so, you brought For nutrition. Sure. Let's talk about on the bike. Are you liquid carbs? Do you like gels, food? What are you eating on a long endurance ride? And then on that other end of the spectrum of intensity, what are you doing during races? Uh, during races, I usually just do gels and drink mix. Okay. What kind of drink yeah. mix? um like carb mix uh okay. we use like ote um and i do usually like 60 sometimes 80 but usually i start races with two carb carb mixes okay for sure like a, a 60 on both and then carbs and then um gels and then sometimes like rice cakes but i feel like um it's so much easier to put down just gels and like mm -hmm. i can handle the gels like my, my stomach's pretty good so like i i do the gels and don't mind that and then um but like today on like today's ride like i just to be honest like i just did bars and then i also made like two like peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> and just like ate those when i'm riding so like endurance rides i usually won't do gels okay um i'll just do like bars or like just like bring food from the house but if i'm doing efforts for sure gels what kind of bars um like well usually i do like actually like cycling bars Okay. But then uh, when I'm over in Europe, but then since I'm home here, like I just got like fig bars. Mm. With, um, I don't know who makes them, but they're like 38 grams of carbs and they're pretty good. Okay. Is um, it the so, purple, blue, or red? Yes. Box? Those. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Yep. I was on, yep. like, I was on those for a while and I just kind of got tired of them and then kind of went back to do a lot of maple syrup and then throw okay. candy now and again. And I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Always kind of changing. What yeah. about? anything off the bike that's like a favorite pre-race meal or maybe even a big like pre-big ride meal or do you just kind of roll with what's getting put on the table i kind of, I kind of roll with it yeah. yeah um like before races just like normal breakfast like we do rice a lot or like oats mm. but then like dinner you know just try and get in like sizable amount of pasta cool and then like for sure like at races and like stuff i like i skip the salad bar you know i don't want the like water weight or anything and it's just like not nutritional especially when you're doing like a stage race doesn't really like do much but um just like you know just focus on those carbs and then as well protein and then like protein right after the race with like recovery drink so, so I've, I've asked some people about this so the low fiber how many days before a race are you trying to avoid like the salad bar or is it just the night before or going on that? Uh, I don't, I don't do like the, I don't do like the three or four days before and like try okay. and lose all that water weight. I don't do that. But like, you know, like at a, at a race when you're like doing these stage races, like I don't need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, I do like the sauna. Um, so I hit the sauna a lot during the season. Okay. Yeah. At how close to a race? Does it not affect you near a race? What's the protocol? 
Um, not that close to the race. I'd say like max like three days. Okay. Probably before a race, but um, depends on like, and also you can just go in and like do an easier session. We got like a good group of guys who like to go and drone, and so we'll go and do that like two or three times a week, and then it's just like good to sweat it out. And I always feel so good the like right after, and then just, in the mornings I usually feel good. But like, I usually like like make like a electrolyte drink and then bring that, and then like immediately pound that after. But um, so you're finishing the ride. Are you going in the kit, or do you have to, like do you have to oh, go to another place, or like how do you like go home and eat and then go? Or yeah. I'm really curious. because I'm trying to dial in my own thing when I'm in Florida, yeah. and I wish I had one here. But everybody's sort of got their own recipe. You're bringing the drink and drinking it after the sauna. What's give us Cooper's uh, recipe? Yeah, so like usually like ride, and then we'll go and like in the evenings, uh, like okay. sometimes after dinner, sometimes before dinner. But you're I was rushed say, to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like okay. go home, recover. Like I wouldn't go to like seven or eight o'clock. Got it. Probably. And then like, um, just like, you know, just bring like an electrolyte drink. I know Artem, he brings usually like a, like magnesium and stuff with them as well. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, he loves the sauna too. Um, but then just like, sometimes just do like the one in drone, I feel like is so hot. The one we go to. So we went to the one in, uh, we went to one in Knoxville while we were in Pronats and it wasn't as hot. So we did like a 20 minute straight session. But then in the one in like Girona, I feel like usually around 10 minutes, I start suffering like pretty good 10 to 12 minutes. I start suffering. So like, I'll do like, get out, like get in a cold shower for a second, just to like rinse off and then like sit down and then come back in. And I'll do that like two or three times. Okay. That's what I was going to like a hard yeah. session or an easy session. So easy is like a quick 10 minute and a hard mm-hmm. one is like three by 10 minutes sauna interval. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't ever like push it. Like, I don't want to ever be like, Oh, I'm about to pass out. Yeah. Like when I really start to like suffer and like, I'm like, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it took me, I, I've struggled actually in a steam room before. Like I felt okay. like I could really breathe. I was like, this mm-hmm. is really, I, I don't know if I was just new to it and sauna seems so much easier, but mm-hmm. yeah, the sauna can get, can get brutal. I'm just always amazed at how much sweat comes out. It's yeah, kind of amazing. Yeah. You a big tech guy on the bike, like in mm, not that not that big. Um, I mean, yeah, I ride the BMC. I love it. Um, yeah, but like as far as like new stuff, I'm not always like on top of the new stuff. Okay, as anything interesting people... about your bike setup or pretty just standard rolling as the stuff they give you? Uh, yeah, it's pretty standard. We run tubeless this year. Okay, which is um, which is new was new for me. But like it's, I like it. It's, we have it flatted, and it's like you can run that PSI so low. Mm. But um, PSI you running? Uh, I don't know. Usually <laughs> they do it for us. Probably like a sixty, sometimes less. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'd say less than sixty half the time. What size tires? Uh, twenty six, I believe. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's either twenty six or twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. What is underrated in cycling? underrated in cycling and it can be on any topic whether it's like training food gear something you're like man this is just not getting the hype it deserves underrated in cycling so i'm trying to think of something like i really enjoy and like um i don't know i feel like just riding with your homies is fun like i feel like (laughs) more people should yeah more people should ride with their boys i don't know like especially on like easy days like i have like a good group of friends in drona who are all teammates and just like I don't know, just on that easy days, like take advantage. And then also like some people are like so dialed and it's like, 
like, don't get me wrong. Like all of us are dialed and we like really like focus on our sport, but like, you know, just like, you know, it's okay to like, you know, after a hard sesh, like go and eat a burger. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. We got like, uh, yeah, we like, I have like three friends, like Michael, Artem, and then there's two Euro teammates that we have. And like, you know, we'll just hang out and just like have dinner one night or it's like, and just like hanging out with them. And it's like, all right, like occasionally like we'll go get gelato or whatever. And it's just like, I feel like just like being dialed and like focusing when you need to focus, but don't crack yourselves. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. And just like riding bikes with your homies. I feel like, mm -hmm. like on those easy days, take advantage of just like, I don't know, just riding with bikes with your boys. It's, you know, and I think definitely enjoy that. And to other people that are listening, like I've always tried to encourage people to have a training buddy, have a ride buddy. Yeah. Because the older you get, even if you're still in the sport, I still love to train, but just collaborating schedules with people mm -hmm. once they have kids or, you know, you get married. Yeah. These other things come up that make your window of ride time that Ooh. much thinner. So yeah. enjoy it while it's there. It's, um, yeah, yeah. and it goes away, but it can, it can definitely lessen. And that's, Riding. I mean, I remember me and Wally, we used to do like, yo, what intervals you got today? And it's like, if they were like close enough, like, cool, let's, we'll ride out together. Yeah. Yeah. Pass your stuff. And then you get to yeah. ride back. And even if you're only riding together for like an hour and yeah. you work like 90 minutes, it still just felt, had a different vibe to it. It was a good. Yeah. Good or like, just like, if like you both have efforts or you just want to meet up with people, just like hang out after the ride, like meet for a coffee right after the ride, or just like, I don't know, like let's collab on dinner. Like let's, yeah i don't know just like hang out tonight because i feel like if you just focus too much and you're just always like you know cyclists or lazy creatures like like we don't really do much and it's like i don't know let's like let's just like hang out like you know just like come over and we just like chit chat or whatever and like have some dinner and like i don't know we go for walks sometimes like we got this um we got a i got a grill at my apartment now that i got for free um and so like we'll cook like burgers or chicken on it a lot and just like have people over and just be social I feel like i value that a lot how did you score the free grill in girona uh some guy just like or one of my friends andy said he saw it on facebook and he's like oh do you want this and i was like yeah so we walked like a mile to go get it and then carried it back <laughs> <laughs> we had like that a skateboard yeah we had like a skateboard we brought and we were able to like put half of it on the skateboard and just like push it through town yeah. yeah i love you yeah. refer to cyclists as lazy creatures it's not even humans or athletes just like yeah it's like a sloth emoji just hanging yeah. on me like yeah it's like chicken yeah because i feel like i mean like i don't know how you are but like especially when i'm like over in Girona and like not really doing anything like i kind of just like finish the ride then the rest of the day is like spent at the house and oh, it's dude. usually like watching bike racing or just like texting the people and like doing stuff like that and so I don't know. I really value like the social aspect and like having like good friends around. And it's like, yeah, we may just come over and talk, but it's like, at least like it's something different, you know? hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then maybe do you have anything on the other side of overrated in cycling? Something that's getting too hyped that you're like, no, nah, it's just not for me. Hmm. Um, I, I see a lot of these people now who like where, I mean, I'm sure it's more arrow. And I, I, I mean, I know it's more arrow, but like certain people who try and pull off like the Ben Healy long sleeve skin suit, like TT mm -hmm. suit, and then like pin their numbers as their pockets. So they put their gels in there. Mm. I mean, I'm like, ah, I don't know. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't bother me, but I'm like, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know about that. Like Ben Healy, I feel like he pulled off, you know, he won a Euro stage, mm -hmm. but like, and he's like breakaway King, but like, I don't know the people who like really like go all in on the arrow and like, 
focus on the arrow more than their training. I'm like, I don't know if you put in a little more effort in the training that your arrow gains would be more by the training. Yeah, right. And so I feel like just ride harder. And I mean, you're dead on if the faster they go, the more their arrow matters yeah. and it would be better. But yeah, I got to have yeah. the engine first. Yeah. What's uh, you're in a super hard sport, super competitive, you know, like everyone says, it's a uh, sport where you don't get to win very often. What do you, what's like the biggest inspiration to keep pushing forward, to keep training, to keep trying to level up and keep climbing that ladder to get to where you're trying to go? Um, I'd say like, think of like all the people who've like helped you out. Like, I mean, you know, Whitney. Yeah. Um, good guy. Whitney was the first the podcast guest ever here. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, it's crazy. Like a hundred episodes to, ago. I got to ride with them yesterday, but like, I mean, like think of like people like that. We wouldn't be here without like their help along the way, like Whitney and Mark at Moab. And of course you're like family and like all that stuff. And just like how much support they've given you. And then like just stuff like that. And just be like, I mean, not, not, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're also doing it for them partly. So like, I don't know. I, I value that. And just like, you know, make those people like spend their time and energy, like looking after you or watching you at the races, like, I don't know. Might as well like put on a show and like that motivates me a lot. I feel like. That's cool, yeah. man. That's uh, I'm, I'm going to make sure he hears that. That'll mean a lot. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you finish this sentence? I never dot, dot, dot. I never dot, dot, dot. Um, I never. That is so tough. <laughs> this, one, I don't, I don't know. this one either stumps people. They're like, I don't really want to say what I'm thinking. Or someone comes out with like a comedic answer, but it's like the, it's, it is the awkward question of the day. What, what is some, what are like normal responses? <laughs> uh, someone said something about like pooping. Someone said something about like, I never get less than 10 hours of sleep. Someone was like, oh. I never say never. Uh, it's, it's super random. It, like, okay. That's that's yeah, why I ended up at first. I because it makes everyone pause. There's like this silence, and if people aren't watching the video, like, ooh, I wonder what Cooper's thinking right now. And then it just throws people kind of for like a little bit of a loop. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I never said never. Okay. Yeah, yeah I I mean, I never I never I never don't have coffee or caffeine before a race. The per okay perfect uh, yep perfect answer yep. always have yeah. caffeine. What's yep. the just like if you don't have coffee are you taking like a gel with caffeine or how much caffeine what's your caffeine intake like um i mean i always have coffee in the mornings usually what kind um, of coffee is it how do you prepare it um so i'm not the best like coffee guy we have an <laughs> espresso machine and my roommate michael garrison he's really good on the espresso machine okay. i'm not like he can do the art and everything but i usually just have like an americano or try and do latte art at least okay. like two of those before i ride and then like races, I definitely hit the caffeine, like going into the last hour, I'll do like at least 200. I don't Dang. know if, it, if it's a hard day, like I've done like 500. Um, in the last hour? Or like going into the last hour. Yeah. Damn. Okay. But do you yeah. do that all at once? You doing like, are you like banging three mega gels or? Yeah, I'll, I'll do like two or three at once and then like wait 15 minutes and then like hit another two gels. <laughs> um i don't always do that because it messes up your sleep and it's got to be like a day where i'm like really going yeah um but like always in the last hour i'll do at least like 200 for sure mm, okay yeah. what's what race are you looking forward to the most that you know about that you're going to be doing this year for the rest um of the i would say maryland 
cycling classic. Okay. Yeah. Why are you um, so keyed up for that? I, getting to race in the U.S. and like uh, my girlfriend will be there, and then like, uh, like I don't know, it's on like racing the U.S. It's a little more familiar, and just like, you know, people will be there, and like it's in America, and like yeah. I don't know, I like racing, and like I look forward to like all the races a lot, mm-hmm. but just like coming back to the U.S. like with like some Europe teammates, I know it'll be like a fun time, and like you know, yeah. just like making memories with them in like Baltimore. I've never been to Baltimore, but like, okay. Yeah, yeah, but just stoked on racing in the U.S. Yeah, is that in September? Uh, yeah, I think it's like the first of September. Okay, yeah. cool. What's any? I kind of think this is the tough question that also makes people pause because I used to mm-hmm. ask like top three skills for success, but maybe looking at where you've gotten to, what are some things that you've done that you feel like have been been beneficial that you would pass on to other people? Like anything from the way you're thinking about stuff or actually actions mm-hmm. that you've been taking, but what are some, maybe better way of saying it, what are some tips for success as a cyclist? Um, <clears throat> as a cyclist, I'd say just be confident, like mm. know you belong. And like the second you like, don't think you belong, you're not going to be racing like, or be actively racing. Like you may be in the race, but you're not actively racing. How do you get confident? You're going into a race, there's bigger teams, there's dudes that you look up to. What are you saying to yourself on the start line that you're like, okay, I belong here. Uh, I mean, so my like training partner back here, he lives in Smyrna, Johnny Brown. Yeah. He, he used to tell me, he's like, everybody has a number on their back and you have a number on your back too. So you belong in the race just as much as the person next to you. Mm. So like everybody has like a number on their back. And so like, I don't know, just like go up and race. Like you're just like these other guys pretty much. Mm. So just like, I just say, just being confident in yourself, especially in the fields and just being like actively racing. And like the second you like look at like some guy, you could be like next to a jumbo guy, just be like, I'm they're racing here too. Like I'm racing, like mm-hmm. might as well just you don't want to like give up right then just because you're riding next to someone who's on a bigger team or anything like that. Yeah. That's awesome. What else you got? That was really good. Um let's see. I mean, I feel like just like being confident in your coach and your training. Oh like trusting the process. Yeah. How do you yeah. do that? I mean, I guess it might be easy if you have Gavin, he's been a super successful cyclist and what, what, where do you think that confidence in him came from? Was there another athlete that was like, yo, you should go get coached by him or how did, how did that confidence grow? Was that just part of like the relationship of you guys working together or can you like go in on that a little bit? Cause I think it's an interesting point. Yeah. I think the like confidence in the relationship and like how much we like talk and everything and just like, knowing like I think like just trusting the process in the sense of like knowing you've done this training and you can look back on stuff you've done and like for sure it's easier when you've been nailing all the workouts but it's also like you know some workouts like some days you just have a bad day and like not letting that bother you but then also just like trusting like what you've done in the past and like you know like I'm here to race and like you know you've done all this work like if you think about it you've been training since November it's just like it could be like right now it's July and it's just like you know, I've just been like racing so much and like I've had all this intensity from the races and like, you know, just learning like new skills and stuff every single day and just like just trusting the process and just know it's just going to come together, I guess, would be that thing. And I mean, it also helps is like I really trust Gavin and like what he puts in my plan and everything, but just like doing the workouts and just like, I mean, that part of that is like going back to the confidence thing, but I feel like that's a big part of it for me. 
hundred percent. I think that's two really good points. I appreciate those, man. What's, Mm -hmm. what is, you've dropped so many gems. Let's say there's someone out there listening. He's like, man, Cooper's crushing. I want to try and get on that level. I want to be going to racing Europe. I want to, you know, you're doing some amazing things that a lot of people will never have the chance to do. What's your final words, a best piece of advice that you'd give to a newer or younger cyclist that's just maybe getting into it and trying to start climbing that ladder? Um, I would say like make connections, like mm-hmm. definitely in the U.S., like for sure make connections and just like, I feel like if you're like, let's say like at something at like nationals when you're a junior and that's like a really big deal, like don't be afraid to race aggressive because people can pick out who the strongest guys are in the race are. And like, just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And I also feel like looking at like results, like there's really no difference in a lot of races between 15th and 35th, like just trying to be consistent as you can. And like, it's, it's hard. Like it's something I struggle with, but just trying to be as consistent as you can. And just like trying to nail those, like, you know, like race for everything, I guess be like, even if like, you know, like I can't win, like, I mean, eighth place looks better than 45th mm-hmm. and just trying to like, I don't know, just put yourself out there and like people can tell if you're, if you're strong, like, especially as like a junior. So it almost says when you started with make connections, it's almost though, like make connections through your actions, not necessarily just, mm-hmm. is that sort of what you mean? Or did you mean going on make connections? What is that? How do athletes do that? Um, well, like for the make connections part, I'm like looking at it from like a junior perspective as if like I was a junior, but just like talk to as many people as you can in that, like, I mean, it could be like someone like me, it could be someone who's a world tour. It could be just like some guy who's a coach and director. Like, I don't know, just like put your name out there. would be like what I would say about the make connections. I think that's a huge tip, man. I think even for people that aren't juniors, because when, at least for me, when I went to a race, I was like, man, that person's super fast. That person's super fast. I would kind of like go race and then kind of be like if i didn't know people at the race i'd be kind of intimidated and just kind yeah. of bounce and it's like you know mm-hmm. what just go say what's up to somebody go try and make yeah. a new friend a new connection and some of the i'm going to a guy's wedding next year that we met as cat threes in vermont wow. at green mountain and we were like i was like yo dude i see you at all these races what's up man we're always like yeah, yeah. cat threes and it's mm-hmm. just had we never kept crossing paths and said what's up to each other like you know that's a great friendship that you're going to miss out on so i think it's a really good point man i think it goes even beyond getting to the next level but just you know meeting more awesome cyclists that yeah yeah for sure where the journey it's a small bubble so you never know like paths are gonna wind up down the road together Mm -hmm. so yeah. Dude, thanks for doing this, man. This was awesome. Oh, yeah. no worries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every where's oh, I always forget. This is the last question. What's the best way for people to keep up with what you're doing? Is it Instagram, Strava, Twitter? Do you blog? What's where we um, send people? Uh Instagram and then okay. my Strava. My Strava oh. is my name, but then my Instagram's like it's two C's. So it's like CC, but then Cooper.johnson. Okay. Yeah. Watch I'm not as Ah, uh, because like one C was taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm not as good at posting, but I'm trying to get better. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, just follow me on the gram, I guess. On the gram, everybody, follow him on the gram. Tell him thank you for doing this, and yeah. if uh, we'll catch up, we'll be following along with you, and we'll be checking on pro cycling stats, and Ooh, yeah, we'll be, yeah, all those good spots. Yeah, everybody, thanks for checking in. We'll talk to you soon.